Al. Yes. How do you feel about Muso games? Oh, buddy. <laughs> um, my love for them is insane. It's true. Like, we have talked about various aspects of Dynasty Warrior games before, and I don't know if I've ever like had discussions like that with any other person. <laughs> I, I've really never met another person who's like so into Musou games as I am. And it makes me sad because I love them so much. So obviously so much. you're a big fan of the Dynasty Warriors games, you know, especially the first one where it was a fighting game, clearly. <laughs> Dynasty Warriors 3 has some of the best voice acting ever. <laughs> Which one is the one where it has like the most ridiculous opening cutscene? Is that seven? That's Seven. Seven has the greatest opening cutscene of any video game ever, where he's like going down the waterfall with a baby. If you haven't, yeah. if you have not witnessed that, like, pause this real quick. Go to YouTube and watch the opening to Dynasty Warrior Seven, and then come back because wow. He kicks a horse in the face. It's so ridiculous. It's it's literally one of my favorite video game openings of all time. It's hilarious. Obviously, we're not talking about Dynasty Warriors today, but we're you know we're talking about a Warriors game of itself. But, we are, but with like the latest one, the like Dynasty Warriors in like nine or ten or thirty-two, whichever number it is. <laughs> do you think like that 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 game going open world is really going to hurt it? Um, I'm not excited about it going open world because I don't know. I mean, I guess it worked for Breath of the Wild, but. I mean, those I are com like two completely different, like, genres, though. It is. And I think one thing that I really enjoyed about the Dynasty Warrior series is that it's in these, like, self-contained battles right. that, like, actually happened, even if what happened within the battles is very, very different than what happened in the game. But, um, I don't know, I like it because it has that historic aspect. And also, it's just contained. You can get through one battle, and then, you know, you don't really have to do anything else. You can stop if you want to. Right. You just kill 2,000 dudes, and then you're like, all right, I'm good for the day. It really, if it's open world, I don't know how that works. It seems like definitely like a thing where going open world in 2018, presumably when that comes out, it's, it feels like something like the series would have done, you know, like five or six years ago when open world was popular a trend yeah. and now like yeah. nowadays it's like everyone kind of has open world fatigue so like it's it's gonna be real weird to see how that game works but anyways hello hi this is your favorite dynasty warriors podcast the seasonal language checkup ova oh i could talk about dynasty warriors forever <laughs> it's true this is a place where we have conversations about video games anime and manga hello i'm jared joined as always by everyone's favorite warriors aficionado hi that's anladium she's racked Hello. up she's racked up in the let's see how long we have been going so far three minutes that we have been talking she's racked up five thousand kills yes just in that it's short not amount of time. Wrong. <laughs> not wrong uh so yeah we're, we are going to be talking about a new warriors game or muso game whichever title you prefer we're going to be talking about uh the warriors game from uh, a new series or an old series, I should say, but new to the Warriors genre. We're going to be talking about... I'm going to hope this works. This is technology happening. Let me turn this up a little bit. <laughs> okay, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
Fire Emblem Warriors, which came out October 20th, so a couple weeks ago. Yep. I, I completely, literally forgot like when the game came out. It's been, it's been a wild last couple of weeks. It has been. I was actually about to tell you the date because I know exactly when it was. But um, right. Yeah, it's been it's been a poopy few weeks. So. <laughs> uh. So yeah, like, you know, this this was debuted. I think at that the the Switch reveal press conference, and everyone was like, "Huh, they're doing a, another Nintendo Cross Koei Tecmo Warriors game." Except for me, who Jared had to deal with my text messages of losing my yeah. shit. <laughs> Because, oh my god, I was so stoked. Well, I think a lot of people were kind of, like, curious about it because, you know, Fire Emblem is notoriously a strategy game, strategy series, and how exactly that would kind of parlay into the Musou genre. Mm-hmm. And I think it worked out really well, <laughs> to be well, honest. I agree with you. I think it worked great. I mean, like, I'm, I'm a little biased, but... Right. I think um, it's especially because, like... As someone who has never really been able to get into the Fire Emblem games, because I'm hot garbage at strategy RPGs, like being able to kind of understand these characters, see what they are, know them, and get a little glimpse at like the stories that were kind of surrounding a lot of those games. Like, I finally kind of understand why Fire Emblem is such like a popular franchise, and. I think as well, like, this is the first time I actually kind of get the Warriors and, like, the Mushso games. Yeah, Qu- I guess you didn't with Hyrule Warriors because you played on 3DS. <laughs> yeah, I, I played, like, the worst version of Hyrule Warriors you could ever play, which was the or the old Nintendo 3DS version. Which, granted, they probably shouldn't have put that game out on, like, the old 3DS, 3DSs, which they, they completely rectified with this and were like... Yeah, we're doing a 3DS version, but it's only for the new 3DS. Like, <laughs> don't even bother. Because Hyrule Warriors ran at, like, 10 frames a second. You could get, like, maybe 50 characters on screen at a time, if you're lucky. So, yeah, it's... it's it was weird. Like, I, I liked playing that game for, like, the novelty and, like, the charm of feeling like I was playing a, a bad PlayStation 1 game. So, there was that. But, Meanwhile... I put like a disgusting amount of hours into both versions of Hyrule Warriors. Right, but I mean, you had like the the better versions in both cases. <laughs> True, I had the Wii U and the new 3DS. So you had that going, but like I, I like that game, but I don't think I know like it really connected for me mm-hmm. per se. But this one just like I don't know something about it made everything finally click for me, and I was like, oh okay, I understand why these games like keep coming out and why people like them maybe people don't like them but for once like i i understand them you're like oh al's not crazy <laughs> true <laughs> it, it's it i don't know like i guess it was just surprising how well like i i came to this game because i was i mean i was excited to play this but i mean it's also like I know the Dynasty Warriors games. I know the Warriors games in general. Like, I know what that formula is. Like, I've played mm-hmm. other games in the series before, so it's not like this is, like, a brand new thing for me. But I don't know. Maybe it was just, like, the, the Fire Emblem setting and motif and aesthetic just was, like... It worked for you. Yeah, it worked. It finally all came together for me. So, there's that. Um, I, I just remembered I was going to pull out the... Uh 
the special edition that I got. Yeah, can the the special edition was like what twenty dollars more? I think so. Boy, I don't even remember. I just got it. <laughs> I feel like for as special editions go, like that is like the the least appealing special edition that has come out recently. Um, because like I mean, you get a sound the soundtrack. I think is kind of worth it, but like everything else around it, uh... it's. Also, a three-disc soundtrack, which I, with if, a really sweet box. If they would have said, "Hey, for twenty dollars more, you'll get the soundtrack," I, and it's three discs, like I'd be like, "Okay, yeah, I can understand that." <laughs> and I think it would have probably made, it may have worked better, but like everything else is like, I, I guess we'll just throw this stuff in. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm looking at the character cards, and those things are really, really sweet. I don't know what I'll ever do with them, but they're like really nice paper, and they're. <laughs> all shiny and pretty and they have the artwork of the characters on them and it's cool because what it has is like the character art but then it also has like their little sprite as well oh yeah yeah yeah, that's cool um i really like that I mean, that was a thing in the game just in particular like they they gave everyone like little sprites mm-hmm. and i mean for the most part they just use the ones from the game right like their original game wow leo looks crazy in his not that that's completely wrong but yeah, these are pretty rad. Um, but like they said, they're really, really shiny, and they're on great quality paper. If you care about paper <laughs> quality, like I do. Man, this paper quality A plus five out of five. Oh, I'm, I'm so impressed by the paper quality. Oh, I forgot there's male corn. Um, so yeah, it's neat because I'm getting spoilers of like who all the characters that I don't have so far are. But um, it comes in like a really nice slip box. The the cards do. I think we're gonna keep Crom on top. I think that's a good idea. And uh, it came with a poster, which the poster is weird. I'll be honest with you. How so? Um. So, oops. Sorry, I dropped the cards. <laughs> um. Good thing they're good quality paper. Yeah. That's right. So, so the poster tells you like what games characters are from Mm -hmm. so it has like fire emblem and then it has a picture of lynn and then shadow dragon mara tiki um i will never say her name right because they don't say her name the way i would have said it sita sita um awakening and then there's just like a ton of characters from awakening and then fates it has all them listed and then um echoes and then the the new ones, even though it has Anna as I guess you said there, she's technically on Liana and Rowan's team, but uh, she's listed as a Warriors character. And then on the back, it has it all in Japanese. Nice. Yeah. Um, but the soundtrack's really the the cool part. It, right. It like I said, it's three discs, which is really cool, and it's got um, all the sprites of the characters like wrapping around the the case. And has Marth and Corin and Lynn on the discs. I haven't actually listened to it, but I assume that it's awesome because the music in the game is fantastic. I mean, it's cool as well because like, I feel that a lot of soundtrack inclusions lately have just been like sampler CDs, which have kind of not been great. Yeah, and this one says sound selections, but considering that it's three discs, I'm con- I'm gonna think that it's a decent amount yeah. of songs. But the 
big box that it came in. I don't know if it was just because Amazon or what happened, but um, they didn't put it in a box. They put it in an envelope, so it got beat to heck. Oh, that's a bummer. But it's just like a cardboard box that it comes in, so right. it's not that expensive. Um, I just figured we should do a rundown of what's in the special edition since one of us has it. Our, our audio, audio unboxing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. And like I said, I don't know what I'll ever do with the character cards, but I think they're really pretty. And they got that high quality paper. Super high quality. I mean, like if they had done the poster in that quality, it would have been great. It would have been like an extra $10 though. True. I mean, <laughs> you, you got to pay for that quality paper. It's true. It's very true. So, we should probably dive into the actual game itself now. Yeah, why not? Also, wait, before we do that, I just want to say one of my favorite things about the Warrior series or Musou games in general is the insane guitar riffs you get. <laughs> like, just inappropriate guitar riffs all the time, and I love it. Um, this game also does that, and it made me very, very happy, but it's on top of like traditional Fire Emblem songs, so... A plus work there, you guys. I mean, the only bad thing is he only played the Fire Emblem theme once. No, I heard it a few times. And there was no Wubu. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, I guess there wasn't really an equivalent Wubu. Because in, in Hyrule Warriors, it was Ganondorf, but... No, there wasn't... Um... Well, like, the game kept, like, switching antagonists a lot, so... It does, and I guess that'll be a good way to segue into our story portion of this. Welcome which, to story time with Jared and Al. To be honest, it's uh, not that deep of a story, but... Yeah, it's pretty basic. Like, I mean, it's fine, but it's not like super in-depth. It's not on the like the level of the, the actual mainline Fire Emblem games, I would say. It's better than Heroes, though. Which, I mean, but granted, it's not that hard. But at the same time, like, it's not that hard. But um, it still follows, like, the Fire Emblem tropes. Like, there's always right. going to be a dragon at the end. Like, yeah, that yeah. is the thing. So that was one thing I was texting him. Like, I haven't finished the story yet, which I have now. But I was like, is there a dragon at the end? There's always a dragon at the end. You're like, yeah, there's a dragon at the end. <laughs> Certainly is. Because there's always a dragon. So, I mean, like, you can kind of piece together what's going to happen in the story if you've played a Fire Emblem game before. But it wasn't bad. Yeah. It's it definitely entertaining. And um, it was cool how they tied together these characters from a different different series. Um, it was it was similar to how they did it in Hyrule Warriors, where they're like, hey, there are you these portals. Hyrule Warriors? You said it's similar to how they did it in Fire... In, in, oh, in Hyrule Warriors. Never mind. I'm dumb. Don't listen to me. <laughs> no, Hyrule Warriors. You're right. Where they're like, here's a portal that everybody's coming through. And it's kind of the same thing here. There's just like portal warps and time warps and things that bring characters in. Though, though for like this one, it kind of seems like they just randomly all just show up. Yeah, and at different times yeah. for no explanation, but... um. Here's these other. Here's these new characters coming in, and where they come from. Uh, but um, I mean, in order for it to work, you have to have these characters appear somehow, so it makes sense. Right. 
it's very much like a fan service like love letter to fire emblem but like taking all of like the tropes from it and just like kind of smooshing them together while also taking all these characters from various franchise or various games in the series and then smooshing them together again while kind of playing off like the the ideas or some of the ideas from those particular stories and then just stretch it back out into a story you guys i got double the matt mercer in this game and i was so happy so happy how many episodes are we going to talk about matt mercer and how much i love matt mercer for now until the until the, the the end of time yeah, pretty much any game that has Matt Mercer in it, expect me to talk about how much I love Matt Mercer. Yeah. I got him twice. <laughs> it's amazing. I thought something that was interesting in the game that like they kind of present to you at the the very start, like when you boot it up, is that like they're like, Hey, this game has permadeath. Yeah, I didn't use that option because that stresses me out. It's it's technically I don't think it's actual permadeath is the thing. Really? Like Basically, from what I've heard, is that like, if someone goes down in battle, they will be removed from the battlefield and all that stuff. And then, like, after the battle, you can like pay to get them healed back up and brought back. Oh, okay. I mean, to be fair, I only lost one character like the whole time yeah. I played, and she's not really a good character anyway, so I wouldn't have been too upset. Right. Like, I don't think it would have been that big of a deal because like the game's not that hard. So, but it's, it's, it's an interesting little homage that they, like, they put that in there. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff that they put in that's very, very Fire Emblem. Like, I was very happy you had, like, leveling up and you got the, the Fire Emblem chime mm-hmm. when you leveled up. That was exciting. Which is, you had Master Seals. It's funny how, like, there's an option in the game where, like, like, hey, you can have all that stuff come at you in battle or we can just turn it off and you just, like, just keep going. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I was, I was kind of curious to see how, like how they would do with like master seals. But really, it's just like, here's a here's a stat boost. Yeah. It's not in a costume change. It's not really like that kind of. It's not as intricate as it is in the other g- games where like, oh, you can pick between this class and this class. It's like, well, you you're just gonna go up into a new class yeah. and get a nice stat boost. That's it. Oh man, the stat boosts are awesome. Yeah. though. You get so much of a boost. It really helps. It does. And also, like some of like the costume changes that like, they do, I think are are pretty cool too. So it's not like it's not terrible. Yeah, I think um, one of my favorite costume changes that I got with a master seal was uh, the new character Liana. Mm-hmm. When I master sealed her, her costume was pretty rad. Yeah, that's true. But um, otherwise, I don't know. Lissa's was pretty cool. <laughs> Lissa's like her her hoop skirt thing ends up being outside of her dress. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> ah, Lissa, she's my my MVP. I mostly use Liana just because like she's she's given to you at the start. Yeah, and I just kind of just ran with that. So also like they give you the option like which of the twins do you want to pick? And I was like, I'm gonna go with the girl because the dude just looks like a a turd. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a weird faux hawk looking yeah, thing. Yeah, I was like, this guy looks like a dude, bro. I'm going to kind of pass on him. He does look like a dude, bro. Which, granted, he really isn't, but... He does look like a dude, bro, though. So, like, on first impression, without not knowing <laughs> yeah. who his character at all was by his design, I was like, ew. That was pretty much how I was. <laughs> so I picked her. Mm-hmm. I, but then, like, 
again throughout the game, like, oh, he's not as bad as I thought. Right, he was yeah. Gonna be. But his design does not Oof. portray that at all. Um, but your your two main protagonists in this, when you can pick either, is Rowan and Liana, and they're twins of whatever. T- uh, the Kingdom Aetolis. There you go. Because I, I heard him say it a lot. Right. Yeah, you're right. He Which, does say that a lot. It's a pretty like generic kind of like thing. It's like, oh, here's this kingdom. Bad stuff's happening. They're kind of at tension with another country. Uh, and then in the beginning of the game, like they get attacked and like they get separated from their mom. And the mom's like, go get out of here, kids. Here's a shield. Here's a shield. Totally not the fire emblem thing from all the games. Don't worry <laughs> about that. Get out of here, kids. Bye-bye. I'm and in, then, like, like, there's this nice rock window where I can talk to you. <laughs> then the cave-in is just like, Wah! All the while, like, their their buddy, who I forget his name. Oh, come on. Darius, that guy. Darius. He's like, let's, let's get out of here, guys. I got cool black hair, man. He's uh, voiced by the same guy who did the Persona 5 protagonist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I couldn't figure out. He's got this weird thing in his hair. I was like, is that a crown? Because he's a prince. Yes. Or is his hair just like gray and weird pointy sections? Like I couldn't figure out what was going on with that boy's hair. <laughs> he's just graying already. <laughs> I mean, he's stressed out. It makes sense. But I don't know. It was like a Bad Apple Wars all over again where I'm like, is that <laughs> highlight or is that like really an aesthetic <laughs> choice that you're going with there? Or are you just graying what's happening here i need to know i think it was a crown because it was pointy that's probably it but his hair was also pointy yeah (laughs) he's 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 pointing in all the right directions (laughs) up (laughs) yep (laughs) so yeah like the game has the story mode which we'll, we'll dive into a little bit uh there's a history mode which basically kind of places you into a portion of one of the game's stories and kind of has you play out different battles here and there. Like the, the awakening one, I guess is like the end of the game. Yep. Uh, the fates one is basically like the, the two general dudes are like, Cora, you need to come to our side. And it's like, Oh, so yeah, that's like the very beginning of fates. Pretty much. And then you basically just wow. kind of have to fight them and get everyone on your side. Um, and then there's three other ones. I think, I think they all kind of pertain to other games in the the series that have characters. So, like, there's probably one that's uh, of Shadow Dragon. Because, like, the rest of them kind of have, like, these, like, 8 and 16-bit, like, aesthetics to them, which is kind of cool. I was so confused at first because I was like, wait a minute, is this just, like, a Fire Emblem game? It looks like a strategy game. Then you're like, no, it's actually Fire Emblem Warriors, but it just looks like that. And I was like, what? (laughs) Uh, apparently, like the 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 one from the new game, the remake of Gaiden, is just they just put in the stuff from Gaiden. It didn't necessarily make it for the remake. Oh, whoops! Because I guess like when they were developing this, they weren't aware of of the Gaiden remake being developed. So, whoops. Uh, and then there's the one that lends in. I think those are like the three other ones. And then apparently, like through DLC, there's going to be more uh, history maps. 
mm-hmm. throughout like the DLC packs, which we can talk about here real quick. Uh, there's a Fates one coming out on December in December 2017. Uh, it contains Azra, Niles, and Obero. Five new costumes, 13 new broken armor models. That sounds like it would be real bad. And three new history maps. Uh, the Shadow Dragon DLC is coming in February 2018. Conve- contains Navar, Minerva, and Linde. Four new costumes, six new weapons, nine new broken armor models, and three new history maps. And then the Awakening DLC pack comes in March of 2018. Contains Owain, Tharja, and Olivia. Three new costumes, seven new weapons, ten new broken armor models, and three new history maps. So I think like the 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 curious thing out of those would be like what the history maps are going to be. Like I would assume like they're probably going to pertain to the individual games that they're coming from in those packs. So like I guess it would just be like more. Here's more story from Fates or Shadow Dragon or Awakening. Because that would make sense, but yeah, who knows? You know what we're lacking though. Why is there no Roy? That's a good question. He's our boy. He's our boy. Roy boy. Where is he? Which game is he from? Um. Uh... Like is he even, is he in a game that like they're not even like referencing? Maybe. But like he should have been there because he got really popular from Smash. Right, yeah. Cause especially if they're gonna put games in there that like have only a singular character from them. Yeah, like why would you not pick Roy over the girl from Gaiden? Right. So he's in like right. the, the sequel. Binding Blade. Yeah, he's in I guess the sequel to Bla- to Blazing Blade, Binding Blade. So yeah. That's weird. Hmm. Shrug shoulders. I don't know. Lack of Roy. The apparently Koei Tecmo has said like they they're there's potential for future DLC outside of these three packs, but it's gonna depend on like you know how well the game sells and fan feedback and all that jazz. So where do I send them feedback that we need Inigo slash Laszlo? Where do I send them feedback for my Tokyo Mirage Sessions DLC pack? Okay, fair. I'd like that too, but. I was so bummed that there was no Laszlo slash Inigo because he's in two of these games <laughs> and they have Owain slash Odin Dark in there. And I'm like, come on. And then like he could have a costume pack where he's in the dancer outfit. It'd be rad. Just, That's what they have heroes they, for. They want to hurt my heart. No, Heroes is not a good game. <laughs> it's true. Heroes is bad. So I wanted him warriors in full 3D glory. Maybe maybe you'll get lucky and if there's a future DLC pack, they'll throw him in there. I would love that. It's called Al's DLC pack. It's Roy, that guy, Laszlo, Laszlo and then Lubu. <laughs> <laughs> Just randomly throw Lubu in there. I, I would be okay with that. Oh my god. I'm going to share with you some trivia about this game before we dive into story and we'll get okay. some spoilers for that uh so apparently koei tecmo along with not knowing that uh the gaiden remake echoes was being made they made this while not knowing heroes was in development as well <laughs> oh my god did they just keep them in the dark about apparently everything? Uh, this wiki says when they presented their original concepts for the siblings roan and liana to nintendo they learned that the designs were coincidentally very similar to the sibling protagonists of heroes as a result, both Rowan and Liana had their designs adjusted to differentiate them. We talked about the guidance stuff. 
Uh, Fire Emblem Warriors is the first Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem or related game, including Tokyo Mirage Sessions and Tear Ring Saga Berwick Saga, which I have no idea what the hell that is, to have neither Lance using cavalry or playable armored knights. Despite all enemy cavaliers and paladins using swords due to reusing Xander's moveset, their map sprites taken from Awakening still depict them brandishing lances. Fire Emblem Warriors is the first Fire Emblem spinoff to have full English voice acting, as Tokyo Mirage Sessions only had Japanese voice acting. And there was apparently the there was a mode they showed off at E3. It was called mm -hmm. Coliseum mode, where you would take on like various different characters along with uh, soldiers, and I guess in like a very just like enclosed rooms essentially. Mm -hmm. But well, you you get that sort of in the history. You mode. do. I think this was kind of like more populated though. Oh okay. But then like I guess they just cut this for some reason. So that's strange. But anyways. That's a trivia. For old Fire Emblem Warriors. Let's talk about story. Story. So if you don't want to get spoiled for the very basic story of Fire Emblem Warriors, I guess you should tune out now. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So we, we basically kind of already discussed like the beginning of the, the story where... You meet the two main protagonists, the twins. They get run out of their kingdom. And then pretty much immediately after that, you run into the the characters from Awakening. Yep. So you run into Krom, Lissa, Frederick. You got to hear me freak out as well, though, because they use literally the opening of Awakening. Yeah. Um, With the, the waking up. That's something I recognize. I was like, huh, that's that's a thing. I was so excited. <laughs> Which I think, like, if you're going to do a callback, like, that's a pretty good one to do. Yeah, it totally is. So basically, like, the the first, like, quarter of the game, you, you're basically with the Awakening characters, kind of going through, like, the similar beginnings of the, of the, of the Awakening, where you meet Marth. You don't see Marth. it, but I'm putting a bunch of quotation marks. Air quotes. Yeah. And... Marth comes in, helps you one time, and then, like, GTFOs, and you fight him. And then eventually it's like, oh, that's Lucina. Well, and Owain shows up at oh, one yeah. point. And I was, like, trying really hard not to indicate that Lissa is his mom. God, that, that introduction of his is something else. Owain is a meme. It's, the mo it's such a JoJo-like introduction. Oh, it is. It's so JoJo. But it, which I understand now. But um, it's weird to me that they chose to call him Owain Dark. Mm -hmm. And we talked about this a little bit, that they treat him essentially as only an Awakening character. Right. But they're using his surname from Fates. Because he was Odin Dark in Fates. And he was just Owain in Awakening. So now he's Owain Dark. And so they're referencing the fact that he was in Fates, but like if you never played Fates, you wouldn't get that. You would just think that he was an Awakening character, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, because like he, he, I mean, he shows up in the Awakening portion, but like he doesn't really have a lot of interactions with the Fates characters. Mm -mm. Outside of and like he knows them. Yeah, like outside of like the the interactions they have just with those two games characters kind of interacting. There's nothing to indicate that yeah he's from that 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 series of games as well also i'm real disappointed we didn't get his boob window outfit 
very disappointed in, in some of the decisions made in this game. <laughs> I showed you the boob window outfit. It's true. Because um, you had not seen it. And I was like, look at this. Why didn't we get this? <laughs> like, if they're going to give me freaking fan service dragon girl from Fates, you can give me boob window on dark. But it's clearly not the same. If we can't give the girls the fan service. We gotta give all the boys the fan service. We gotta give all the boys the boobies. Mm. I mean, that's characters. one thing that I appreciate about Fire Emblem sometimes is that, um, even though there is some gross fan service, they they do try and give some nods. Like here, here's a boob window on a dude. That's great. And then, like like I said, Inigo Laszlo and Hero's got his dancer outfit, which is awesome. Right. But there's still some gross, gross stuff going on here. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, you go through Awakening, the Awakening set of uh, the story. Eventually, Lucina is like, "Hey, Crom, you're my dad." He's like, "Whoa, dad!" He's like, "Yeah, you. Uh, I like being called father." <laughs> and he gets excited because he sees the bark in her eye, so he knows that she's not lying to him. Right. But, um, so Lucina is, is Crom's kiddo and he's like, yeah, I'm dad. That's exciting. Please call me dad. And it, it was weird because she's like the same age as him. So that'd be a little strange. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think we are, I don't know. Awakening was always kind of weird in that sense that they're like the same age as our kids, but fate says the same thing. So, yeah. But Fates ends up adding, like, abandonment issues into it. <laughs> Great! <laughs> anyway, so it's pretty basic there. So you get all There's that... Not a, whole, not a whole lot other yeah. than, like, the Lucina reveal and the Owain reveal. Mm -hmm. So basically after that, you kind of... The game switches over to Fates and becomes... It splits. Pretty generic. <laughs> Um, it splits, though. Yeah. So you have the Hoshido line, and then you have the, um, Nora line. And, like, the characters kind of split off into their own little parties and go into those different kingdoms and all that jazz. And, um, I prefer the Hoshido characters, so I went with Hoshido first. Mm -hmm. I should have gone with Nora first to get it over with. <laughs> but, um, I really, really prefer... And they do it the same way. They're like, here's the princess of this group. And it does like two of the princesses. So you're going to have Elise and boobs for the first one on Noor. <laughs> and then you're going to have Sakura and um, Hinoka on the first one of Hoshido. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you get the prince line, which is uh, and, uh, Takami and uh, Leo. And the final one is Ryoma and uh, Xander. And then eventually you end up getting them fighting. And that one was the worst map. I hated that map. Yeah, that wasn't fun. Because mm -mm. they're fighting each other. You have to make sure they don't kill each other. Mm -hmm. And you have to balance out taking forts on each side. And I was like, ugh, this sucks. Yeah. I had to do that for like, um, I went back and did it on hard. So I could get like the the extra like little picture piece, and like Ugh. it's just it was a lot of just like 
keeping one team on the other one side, the other team on the other side, just switching back and forth. It's just bleh. Yeah, it's not fun. Not fun. That whole hey, that whole section, not great. <laughs> <laughs> nice I did mine Hoshido. How did they split that thing into three games? That's the real question. Because they have Hoshido, they have Noor, and then they have the combined where she cho- chooses neither. Ay ay ay. So then she's she I say she you can, I played as a girl. You right. can also play as a guy. And in this they, they um, choose the, the female Corin. Mm-hmm. Um Corin in the third split is like I choose my own path, and then she can recruit people from both sides to join. Right. Um, which I thought it was kind of strange that um, Azura wasn't in this at all. Because she was like a big, big character in Fates. Just wasn't there at all. Well, don't worry. She's coming as DLC. Is she? Yeah. Oh, okay. I must have missed that. But she's not in like the story at all. Mm-mm. And she's huge in the story. It's bizarre. It's really, really bizarre. Maybe because they couldn't make her fit into either of the routes. That's yeah, that's potentially true. So like, man, we'll just leave her out. Because like the essentially they kind of like the way they they reason like, oh, we need this character, these characters for this game is like these are the characters that are like hyper specific for the story. Yeah, because you're supposed to be getting gleam stones from the heroes. Yeah. So Krom gave one, Ryoma gives one, mm-hmm. Corin gives one, Xander gives one. So, right. I guess that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, like you said, it's, it's, they're fighting. It's a lot of fighting. And, and that's essentially it. And I mean, that's kind of what Fates is too, is... <laughs> The two kingdoms are fighting. The siblings fight. That's it. And then eventually, like they, there's like, hey, we can just work together. I guess. Okay, cool, whatever. It's so weird that they're not like at all hesitant about that after they get pulled together. <laughs> the game's just like, hey, we we know you don't want to deal with like another two missions of this bullshit. Let's just get it over. Let's get we hash it out. It's okay. Because they hate each other. Right. It, I don't know, it was weird, but anyway. Anywho. Um, so then you move out of that mess. And eventually it kind of like veers back towards like the original story and it's like, hey, we're going to go to this other part of the country and fight them and try and get our mom back and all that jazz. Get our kingdom back. Yeah. So, um, well, they don't know that their mom's alive at that point. They're getting something back. <laughs> Um, Darius is like, hey, if we go to my kingdom and go to this area, maybe we can talk to my dad and figure out why he's attacking. Mm-hmm. Correct. And, um, Darius gets kidnapped. Friend snapped. He goes behind a door and then the door shuts behind him. He's like, oh, no. And then something whooshes into him. Whoosh. And then Marth and, and company show up. Yeah. They're like, hey, you guys need a GTFO right, right now. This is bad. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Everyone's like, oh my like, god, it's Martha! <laughs> and he's like, what? Why is everybody treating me like this? Like, they're all Marth fanboys. <laughs> they are. Hilarious. And he's just like, 
I'm just Marth, guys. It's it's cool. You don't have to freak out. He's like, that's my name, but what? <laughs> so you get Marth, Sita, uh, Seda, whatever, and then Tiki, who sounds like she's like a 90 year old British woman. <laughs> Didn't you say she's voiced by Tiki? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> nice. nice. Um, and then um, Navarre, which also in Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Mm-hmm. But um, here is just brooding and angsty. A good a good majority of the Tokyo Mirage Sessions characters are represented here. True. Not all of them, but some. Not all of them, but some. They should get at least reskins where they have Tokyo Mirage Session outfits on. That'd be so cool. I feel like if, if they would do anything for Tokyo Mirage Sessions, it would probably be that. And I would probably be okay with it. I'd be fine with that. That'd be rad. Though I'd still want like all like just the regular characters just showing up as <laughs> as characters you could play as. <laughs> Which would be real dumb, but I'd be into that. But yeah, like uh you meet up with all the Shadow Dragon folk. And now the game kind of shifts to like, oh, we gotta go get our buddy back. We gotta go get Darius back. He's been kidnapped. Oh no. We love our friend. Let's go get him. We're he's our friend. So then we're on the same dang map again, doing the same dang well, thing we, again. We kind of bounce around for like a little bit, right? Oh, okay. I don't think so. Because well, when we go back to get him, it's in the same map. I don't it is, but I feel like there's something in between there. Like you don't just be. go back to the same map like right immediately afterwards. But yeah, you're pretty much right. Like eventually. Oh, you go to the tree. Right. Yeah, you go to the tree and you get the the two cool swords. Yeah, you go to the world tree and get the swords, then go back. And Tiki's like, Grimini, these swords are very good. <laughs> she wants her tea and crumpets. Oh, blimey. <laughs> now you're giving her a cotton axe. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but yeah, like, they eventually go back and you gotta go get Darius. You get him back. You recapture him and he's like, he shakes Morph's hand and and he's like, yeah, good job friends. saving me, buddy. We're all friends here, right? Let's go find my dad. You almost like want some Arrested Development style narration going on there. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Terrio says, we're friends, right? They weren't. <laughs> That's pretty much what I was thinking <laughs> in my head. Oh. Uh. It's real good. It's real good. He lied to Marth. How dare he? The hero How king. Right. How dare you? How dare you? So you basically go up to to the to Papa Papa Darius's castle and all that jazz, and you're like, "Yeah, we're gonna bust in and tell him what's what." And you finally get there, and then oh my mom's God. alive. Mom's alive. Oh my God, Darius is turning heel on us. How dare he? He's a bad guy. Oh no. Who would have seen that coming? I really love in the scene, though, that, like, he's like, you got to give me the two swords. Because <laughs> he has the, the, the fire emblem shield. Oh, right, right, right. Now, this so is a good scene. You're just like, oh, great. I can't wait to, to replay, to play through this game again with, like, lower powered equipment. That's always a fun video game thing. And then what's his face? Uh... Takami. Takami's like, bow and arrow, mother Boom. It was really such a you thought moment. It is. That's the most like the game being like, nope. 
not doing this. Yeah, I, I texted you. It was like, Takumi literally just said, LOL, no. <laughs> it was fantastic. Because, like, I was thinking, like, oh, they're just going to do the the terrible video game thing where, like, they just degrade you in terms of, like, equipment. And you're going to have to regain them through another set of missions. And then immediately afterwards, like, immediately the video game, the game's like, no, we're not going to do that. Just kidding. Yeah, Takumi was, like, MVP right there. It's so good. Uh, so, yeah, like, Darius is a bad guy now because he's been possessed by the, the dragon. Also, he kills his dad. Also, he just straight up shanks his dad. <laughs> Does shank his dad. I mean, like, sword through the gut shanked his dad. He's like, wow, wow, buddy. Okay. Everybody's like, wow, he just killed his dad. He <laughs> killed his dad. Oh, is, is that also the scene where, like, he has the twins, like, by themselves, and, like, he's, like, threatening them with, like, the, the shield and everything, and then, like, the, everyone else, like, comes in and is like, you think you're gonna mess with just them two? Motherfucker, you gotta deal with all of us. Was it the, uh, probably that scene. Is that but... scene or, like, the one that comes immediately, like, a few missions afterwards, where they, you go back there and confront him? Yeah, no, it was awesome, but that, because yeah. everybody's like, nope, you got all these Fire Emblem characters to deal with. Who are you, Darius? You don't have a game. <laughs> so, it was awesome. Uh, but yeah, shanked his dad. Oof. Yeah, because they needed royal blood and they were going to sacrifice the queen. He's and... like, oh wait, I know who has royal blood. <laughs> Take that, dad. It was, it was shocking. Yeah. It truly was. So, um... Now he's he's definitely evil, and he he kind of regains consciousness at points. He's like, "Just kill me, please, mm -hmm. so you can contain the dragon. Kill me, kill me." And the twins are like me. freaking out because like they're like, everyone's like, "You gotta you gotta take care of this." And like, no, he's our friend. We know he's still in there. We can save him. Which I think like like we talked about this like there is a there's a certain scene in Persona Five mm -hmm. that basically kind of plays out similarly to this. That mm -hmm. really misses the mark on a lot of a lot of a lot of points. Yep. But this, because like, because you have that character with you the entirety of the game, you see how like their relationship is with the twins and Darius. Like you, you really understand like why they are freaking out the way they are, and like why they feel like they have to save him. Yeah. Which in Persona Five, you don't get that at all. Nope. Persona Five, I did not care. Yeah, this one, I I was like, I. I care. I get, <laughs> I get why they care. Yeah. Um. So he's just like begging them to kill him, and he, uh, they won't do it because he's pals. And they're like, well, "There's some we can save you somehow. There's got to be a way. There's got to be a way." But then eventually, he just kind of like he he basically just like sacrifices himself to try and help them, but doesn't really work. He gets shanked. Yeah. And then falls in the pit. Yeah, yeah. He he, his sacrifice was really for nothing because because <laughs> the dragon's... they're like, we'll save you, we'll save you somehow, and then it's like, <laughs> you're dead now. And like, dang, we should have killed you when we had the chance. <laughs> and now there's a, there's a big old dragon out. Yeah. Whoops. Rb. <laughs> so that leads to like the the uh, the final mission, basically, where you go fight a big old dragon. <laughs> And everybody's disappearing from the map as that's happening. Mm -hmm. 
which I think is that's a cool touch. Like it makes sense that like, you know, these characters aren't supposed to be in this world. Like their time is up, and they're just gonna start disappearing right and left. It, I mean, it also just like adds up like a bunch of like tension to that that final battle as well that may not have been there without. Even though like it's it technically it doesn't really affect much. Let's be real. It doesn't, but it's cool. Like everybody's like saying things and disappearing mm-hmm. and then uh the dragon ends up using weapons so then you have to yeah. use the weapon triangle to figure out like i thought that was an interesting way to to handle that because there's really there's no other like real like technical boss battles in the game so to make this like a big old like grandiose fight for like a final boss like it was cool like they kind of did that even though like i was like level 70 at the time so i just didn't care i was like Keep slashing, keep slashing. <laughs> yeah, um, so it was it was kind of bad for me because they're like, "Hey, twins, you go take care of it." And I'm like, "Twins are level twenty something, <laughs> and Lissa is almost level 50. Lissa's doing nothing though. Right, Lissa can't hurt him. So I was like, "God, this sucks." Yeah. So I just had to because they were like not great levels. I'd go in and attack some, then like go to the nearest fort and reheal myself, and then go back out, fight more, mm-hmm. reheal. It worked. You did it. I did it. Um, so I guess big hint, guys, maybe don't neglect the twins. It's true. Yeah. Or if you, if you're just like really needing levels, go into history mode, grind some levels yeah. out. Apparently, uh, I I didn't play history mode until after I finished the story mode. Because I did it before, I did it like while I was doing the story, and that that kind of helped. <laughs> yeah, and I haven't done as much history as you have, mm-hmm. but it seems really cool. Yeah, it I it's a it's a cool thing to have. Like once you're like you're done with the story, and like if you're a fan of the other games to have like a little snippet of like the actual story from those games to to play through and get yeah. some stuff out of it or if you're like me and be like oh i don't know any of this so that's interesting this is new to me this is all new to me <laughs> <laughs> except the fates one which is just like the same stuff you get in the, the story so it's like <laughs> what well, yeah, they, don't, they don't get along oh wow they don't, they don't get along yeah. they're fighting over corin i'm shocked <laughs> But yeah, that's that's Fire Emblem Warriors in a nutshell. Yeah, it was rad. I liked it. I did as well. I'll keep playing it. I'll probably keep playing it, maybe. There's still stuff <laughs> I need to do in it, so yeah. Yeah. There's just other games I still have to get to, so. I get that. It'll probably go a little bit on the back burner for now. But yeah, if, if I feel like, hey, if you like Fire Emblem games, you should probably pick this up. If you like Warriors games, you should probably pick this up. If you've ever been interested in either, you should probably pick this up. Yep, I agree. If you like Fire Emblem Heroes, well, then you got a, you got a different problem. I don't know how to help you with that. <laughs> also, the uh, the Tiki and Krom amiibo are neat. Yeah, and they give you uh, a bonus Weapons. weapon. If you use those within the game, also, like if you just use regular amiibo, you'll get like you can use like five a day and get like just a bunch of random items out of it or, or money. So, yeah, 
definitely worthwhile to do that. But yeah, a surprising game, at least for me. And one not so surprising for me, but true, true. I enjoyed it nonetheless. Right. Surprising yet very, very enjoyable. Yes. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap this up like a present. <laughs> Wrapping it up and gifting it all to you. Yay. <laughs> uh, if you want to get more from us, you can go to seasonalimicheckup.com or sac.cool for past episodes of this very podcast. Or you can listen to us talk about Fire Emblem Warrior or Heroes at one point in our Nintendo yeah. mobile mobile update. Mobile. Mobile. And just listen to other episodes that are cool as well. Because they're all very yep. cool. Every single one. I agree. You can also check out other podcasts on there as well. Like Jared and I watch Sailor Moon Crystal where we watch Sailor Moon Crystal. Self-explanatory. Every week. Every week. Every week. Uh, there's also columns and reviews up on the site as well. If you want more from Anladium, go to anladium.com. You can find columns and reviews from her on there. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash anime checkup. It's where we do all our cool tweets. Only the coolest tweets go there. Tweet me your mention. Twist, twist. Twist, twist. Uh, you can also support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. If you're so inclined to do so. Next week. We are going to talk about a legitimate game of the year contender. It's a me, Mario. Super Mario Odyssey. Like, I mentioned this on Twitter. And I was pretty sure Breath of the Wild was going to be a lock for game of the year. And then I played through Mario Odyssey and I was like. For the first time this entire year, I'm questioning that. <laughs> it's genuinely surprising. So yeah, I look forward to that. Like, I mean, if, if you've probably heard a lot about this game already, so like us talking about it is not going to be super surprising. But yeah, it'll be a fun podcast. It'll definitely be a fun episode. There's a lot of there's a lot of fun and just cool things to talk about with that game. So we'll look forward to that next week. We'll we'll jump, we'll 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 ride a cap into someone's head, and that's how we'll podcast. <laughs> Sounds fun. So yeah, we'll look forward to that, and I don't know. Go buy the Odyssey song on iTunes. Cheap plug. Also, play Tokyo Mirage Sessions. <laughs> also play Tokyo Mirage Sessions if you haven't. Go go somehow obtain a Wii U, which I know that's hard. In play Tokyo Mirage Sessions. All I gotta say. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it. No, you you, you you, do it as well. Yeah. You. All you. All you. Do it. Do it. 